Hello and welcome to Bronze and Modern Gods. I'm John. That's Richard. Happy holidays, Richard. Happy holidays to you too, John. <laughs> I just we just spent uh, five minutes pre-show me celebrating the fact that I put up Christmas lights today and I'm wearing my monkey's Christmas sweater. And Richard's like, bah humbug. We had 12 inches of snow last week. I am already done with the holiday season. Ooh, well, maybe today's topic will help you get into a charitable mood. Huh? How's that? Ooh, that was yeah. slick. Thank you. We have a special guest, Ali from Elite Comics 11, and he's going to be telling us about a really cool event called The Give Back. It's a live charity auction event with the proceeds going towards the Marines Toys for Tots uh, Foundation. So that's going to be exciting, guys. We're going to have some surprises from Ali later. And then we've got our hot book of the week. It was kind of a toss up between a few. Viewer mail, of course. The 25-year rule about Witchblade. What blade? blade? That blade? This blade? Our underrated picks of the week and more. But let's head into the hot book of the week. Richard, before you start, we had a bit of a debate this week over what to pick, right? Yeah, we did. And, and, and it fell down between Daredevil number 25 and its reveal. Well, I'm not mm -hmm. going to spoil it in case you haven't read it. Naomi number one, which was an, a, a book that got heat because of a CW announcement this past week. And then finally, Star Wars Heir to the Empire, number one, from 1995. And we went back and forth between those books. Me personally, feels I, I feel Daredevil isn't really a, a power buy, if, in, in my opinion. I think that it's, it's kind of soft, personally. Uh, and Naomi, I love Naomi. I've, I've held on to my Naomi, Naomi books since they came out new. Had, they were some of the first books that I had slab personally. But I'm, I'm st I still think that needs to shake out as to what the value of that book is. So I hate to report on that. So it really came down to an announcement uh, or, or, or a reveal from uh, The Mandalorian uh, the previous week by no one, no one else but Ahsoka Tano. Uh, her mission is to track down the Grand Admiral Thrawn. And as soon as those words came out of her mouth, the value of Star Wars Heir to an Empire number one shot through the roof. Were you on eBay as she was speaking? <laughs> <laughs> there were some rumors that a few days before before the, uh, the actual show aired, there were rumors going off on YouTube about this particular reveal that she was going to announce she was going to be in the episode and that her the reason why was her chasing after admiral thrawn which is something she was doing at the end of star wars rebels so there was some there was some scuttlebutt and and i actually kind of pre-bought a couple issues uh mm -hmm. of of air to empire because you know a hundred bucks i could buy I, at the time i bought a 9.0 for hundred bucks um I ended up buying a 9.6 for 200 bucks. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the announcement comes out. And I, I, I didn't want to invest in a, in a 9.8 at the time because it was over $500. Now that $500 investment would have been worth $1,500. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of the way. I love a good 300% ROI. <laughs> I know. I know. It, it's just insane. It's, it's, it's the way this market is going right now. Um, as I mentioned, Grand Admiral Thrawn, uh, he is, uh, a, I don't want to call him beloved because he is an evil guy, but he's a well-known character in the, in the extended Star Wars universe. 
Uh, I remember back in the early 90s reading the book uh, that Heir to, uh, to, to the Empire is based on. And he was the big villain in that series. He's a, a big, menacing, blue-skinned uh, man who always seems to wear this white uh, uh, admiral outfit. And uh, really, really powerful character in the Star Wars universe. So when Ahsoka announced that she was she was uh, after him, immediately the, the interwebs went crazy about potential Star Wars movies or TV shows or other things. Because right now, the Star Wars universe is missing a big villain. Mm. So, uh, you know, Darth Vader isn't around. Um, Kylo Ren isn't around. So now we've, you know, there's this potential of Thrawn, which brings all of this lore into um, the Disneyverse. It, it's, it's it's exciting. So, Heir to Empire is his first appearance. It's a movie. It's a, a book adaptation of the, the trilogy that he originally appeared in, and it has just gone through the ceiling in terms of value. You know, I was looking at GPA, and GPA is really strange because it's it is on this uh, huge increase. The 90-day for GPA for this book is $783. But the last recorded sale was $1,055. GPA, last recorded sale on a verified auction house, which takes all Instagram live sales completely out of the picture. Right, right. Uh, GPA is an interesting beast. You're you're absolutely right. So much goes on in... Instagram Live or Facebook Live or all these YouTube. other systems, YouTube. It's amazing how those kinds of sales are tracked. I'm just reporting what the, what the uh, GPA is telling me, but I, I agree with you. I don't feel it's capturing the zeitgeist, the energy that's in this particular book right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's about, there's about 356 on the census of 9.8s for this book. And GPA does track newsstands for this book oh there's a newsstand version there is a newsstand version there's only 42 versions 42 copies of the newsstand uh on gpa and it's it's interesting that they seem to they seem to pick what books they want to support calling out the newsstand and which ones they don't there's a lot of inconsistencies in this industry it's really interesting this book is trending because of the untapped potential and I don't think we've even begun. If Thrawn is mentioned again, or if Thrawn actually shows up mm-hmm. in a Mandalorian episode, it is going to go unbelievably ballistic. Just as Ahsoka's books, to, you know, hit a high as soon as she showed up in, in episode five of this season, Thrawn's mug would, is just going to make this book go through the ceiling. So, well, um, no spoilers, but after last week's episode, anyone can show up. Yes, yes, this is true. Uh, and that's part of the excitement. Uh, Star Wars books right now are just really, really hot because of The Mandalorian. And people see Disney positioning themselves to have options. You know, it's, it's one thing where, you, you know, you've released the, Star, the, the uh, Skywalker saga and, you know, that's kind of winding down. What, what do you do? So to me, The Mandalorian represents options that Disney is giving themselves. They've got the options of of going after uh, Ahsoka Tano or, uh, you know, bringing Thrawn in or uh, bringing in uh, characters from uh, Star Wars Rebels and Ahsoka have her own book or her own show or bringing characters like Sabine Wren uh, from Star Wars Rebels. All these different 
characters are now kind of swirling in this in this realm of possibilities. So everybody's scrambling to get the first appearances from all of these Star Wars extended universe characters. I tell so, you, if you're watching us on YouTube, you really should be because Richard's saying all these names and I'm nodding my head like, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I have no clue what he's talking about. And I really feel FOMO. I'm missing out because I don't know. Because, you know, me, I'm digging in boxes all week long and scoring things. And who knows what I'm passing up? It's it's a little frustrating. So I really need to get into this. Yeah, it's it's there are, there are a lot of books that, that are out there that haven't had a huge value because, you know, like it or not, real growth in a value of a book is tied to some kind of movie property yeah. or some kind of TV show, some other media, right? So if there is no other media associated with it, 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 it languishes, you know, it, well, it may have a value, but it's not what it could be. That goes back to our debate about what book to pick this week. Cause I was pushing for Daredevil 25 and you kind of won me over with this one because yeah, I do really see this one much longer term, but let's talk about Daredevil 25 for a second. And the reason why I was pushing for it is this is the first time in a while. I'm trying to remember the last time we saw a book come out on Wednesday and was immediately selling for $25 on eBay. <laughs> the just normal cover A, straight up, regular version was selling for 20, 25 bucks on eBay. The one in 25 was $100, $150. No one ordered this book. That's why there's no one in 25s out there. My all, no one got the one in 25 because, oh, we don't order enough Daredevil. No, you know what? I went to my LCS on Wednesday and there was one copy left. It mm -hmm. was in a bag and board. And it was thirty bucks. I had, I, had, I had one shop charging nine ninety nine for them, and the other shop all sitting there for cover price. Now, granted, I'm very fortunate. I live in Southern California. Lots of LCSs in my area. I also work remotely, where I'm not tied down to meetings a lot, as long as my work's getting done. So I was my happy butt was in the shop at like ten fifteen. <laughs> so. I, I, I don't know what the experience was for other people because I trust me, I know I'm privileged when it comes to, to to funny books down here in Southern California. So it's shocking to me that a shop is charging 30 bucks for a book on street day. That's just I ethically yeah. Yeah. that is tough. And, and, and to me, uh, it, it's, it follows the pattern of a lot of these hot books on launch day recently. And I think of things like Thor. Mm -hmm. or Venom, uh, titles that come out, people are really excited about them on launch day and they're buying multiple copies and they're they're stocking them away and then the second print comes out and immediately people pounce on the second print and the third print and the fourth print and you know and you get this frenzy around these it's coming to an end though. This is this is this is an outlier. We're seeing some fatigue here with right. This, yeah, right. this collectible stuff. Now don't call them out, you know we don't have to embarrass them, but does your shop know you? Do they give you a break on it at all? Or do they charge you the full 30? Uh, shop knows me. I, I've been shopping there for two years. Um, no, he was going to charge me 30 bucks. I, I declined to buy it. Uh, I actually, to be honest with you, I never approached him for a discount yeah. because I really wasn't at, you know, at 30 bucks. It was beyond what I was willing to pay for a day zero book, because in my mind, here, here's how I, I approach these kinds of books. I will wait and it's 30 bucks on, on launch day. Mm -hmm. I will wait a week. Yeah. And if it's still 30 bucks, then I'll buy it. 
Well, you could have gone home and gone to eBay and got one for 15. So. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And because typically after a week or after two weeks, these high price books will start to drop. If, there's, if there isn't anything to actually uh, propel or to, to hold that price in terms of some pressure from an announcement or some tweet, Donnie Cates is famous for doing you know random <laughs> tweets um, and restoring values to certain books. Um, if there's nothing like that, it's just going to it's going to collapse and it's going to come down to a price that's more reasonable. And then I'll buy if I'm if I'm interested in it. It's tough out there for a retail store right now, a brick and mortar comic shop. I get it. And, and some comic store owners are really tapped in. They're plugged in. They know that that thing was selling for 15 bucks on eBay. I don't begrudge that. Just be upfront about it and. You know, make sure your pool customers are your your poolist customers are taken care of first. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know, if you're a guy, a regular that's been spending money there for two years, in if you had brought the book up, I as an owner, I would have looked at you and said, you know what, I'm not going to screw you for an extra twenty five bucks, Richard. You're getting this for a couple. Oh no, oh Thank no. You. you know, my LCS my LCS is great. He puts books. I have a pool list, and yeah. he knows what I like, and he will slip things into my box because because he knows that it's something that you know for a while for example peach mimoco i was um, on the peach mimoco crate do what <laughs> so he was putting in peach books he's a great guy i understand just like you this is a hard market to be in yeah. it's a hard it's a hard industry when you're buying books kind of you've got to be you know svengali you got to be able to predict two months in advance what people are going to want to buy and that is a difficult thing to get right every time uh, right. and not get stuck with 300 copies of, you know, some right. book, you know. And you've got disgusting vampires and sharks like us going from shop to shop <laughs> trying to grab them all off the shelves. I'm kind of glad we have to wear a mask so they don't recognize <laughs> Yeah, you have to wear a mask because this that's highway robbery. <laughs> They're going to be like, you're that guy from Browns and Modern Gods. Double Double price. Uh, so going back to the Star Wars book, what year did that come out? 1995. That's 25 years ago, but we're not doing the 25-year rule yet. So I just wanted to bring them in. <laughs> tell oh, you, you got my hopes up right there. That would have been a great transition. <laughs> Let's move on to our viewer mail this week. You've got mail. And we got a couple things this week. First off is from Bfung66, our friend Barry. We know Barry. Hey, Barry. He brought up something about Darkhawk number one, our episode a couple of weeks ago about, you know, we're kind of dismissing Darkhawk number one, selling for so much. Heritage sold a 9.8 Darkhawk on November 30th for $432. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. Oh, guys. I, no. I have seen pictures with people with like short boxes full of, of Darkhawk number one. So the fact that uh, that one has that kind of value is we're here to teach the children, Richard, because <laughs> I believe the children are our future. Yes, they are. Give them dark hawks and show them the way. <laughs> <laughs> you got the uh, next one you got there. Oh, I've I've, I've got a, a a comment from Dope Comics. Nope. Uh, awesome show. This is my favorite YouTube show, Lifer. I oh. appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yep, we're in it for life too. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see from our advanced ages, it's been a long, hard one. That's right. We're on the downward slope at this point. Slip it in your box, a long, hard one. Let's count the innuendos. On the <laughs> I know, I know, I know. 
<laughs> I got dirty dad jokes for days. And speaking of, oh, this is going to be the worst transition ever. Okay. The holidays are here. It's time for us to stop specking, stop grabbing, grabbing hands, grab all they can. Everything counts in large amounts. Stop it. Start giving back a little bit to our community. And there is someone that's joining us today that has a great idea for us to give back. And that is our good friend, Ali from Elite underscore Comics 11 on Instagram and Facebook. You know him. He's been here before. He's going to tell us about something really cool coming up on December 12th called The Give Back. And since we are talking about the man, let's bring him on right now. Here he is. It is Ali with Elite underscore Comics 11. What is going on? What's up, my friend? Hey, what's How you doing? How's it going? Good, good. Good to have you aboard. So what is the give back? Oh, the give back. So uh, it's it's going to be a great way to cap off the year at Elite Comics 11. So, um, you know, people have been following us and just kind of living this year. <laughs> know that it's been a crazy year. So it's been a crazy year for everyone. It's definitely been a crazy year for our community. Um, I remember basically back in... February, we did AtCon 1 because we thought a virtual convention would just be cool. It was uh, <laughs> before any of this craziness even happened. When everything went down in March, um, then, you know, people were impacted. All these sellers were impacted. The cons got canceled. So we went ahead and we did the Remedy Tour to help out these shops that, have been, that were impacted and basically try to keep them alive to get through this tough time. And... Uh, then we did some claim fest lives, just mostly with vendors who were kind of doing the internet thing, but needed more to survive, get through everything. So long story, not so sure. Basically everybody that's been involved with elite comics 11 as a vendor this year has, has made out relatively well compared to what other people have been going through. So I thought it was a great idea to kind of get a lot of us together and leaders in the industry and just say, hey guys, you know, there's a lot of struggling going out there. Like you guys are in relatively good spots. We've been, we've had a lot of success together. Let's do something good. I mean, let's use what we've put together in a good way. So the give back is basically me going live like we've been doing, but I'm gonna be joined by several guests in the industry. Bronze and modern, you guys are, I'm grateful that you guys are gonna be a part of it too. And Every guest that joins me, the series of guests, is going to show one to two items that they're donating. We're going to do a little auction for their item live. And whatever it sells for, 100% of those proceeds is going to go to Toys for Tots. Oh, that's Unless, cool. you know, if, if, there's a, if somebody has a specific request for another children's charity, I'm fine to honor that. But, but the default is it's all going to Toys for Tots. 100% of this is going to Toys for Tots, right? Yeah, 100% of it. So Elite's not taking anything. The people donating the items, they're not taking anything. 100% of the proceeds is going to go to Toys for Tots. That's awesome. When is this happening? It's happening next Saturday. So that's December 12th. And it's at, it's, we're going to start up at 2 o'clock Pacific time. That's 5 o'clock Eastern time. And, uh, you know, 
I think it'll probably last a few hours. A lot of people are going to join me live, but because of, you know, people are out there and everybody has their things going on. Some people are sending me items where I will actually just have it with me, show it, and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely say who it's from and whatever, you know, whoever wins that item, um, they're going to pay whoever donated it. And then the, the donor is actually going to make the contribution and we're going to have all the receipts and it's going to be great. Any, any hints, anything you've gotten yet or any idea what's going to be up? Yeah. So, you know, there's, you got, we got some original Disney art that's going to be there. We got in the comic world, there's an ASM 300 that's going up. Nice. I have a crazy run. I think I'm going to auction off, but we got, we, I mean, I'm starting to do announce the people that are involved and bronze and modern gods. You guys are on there, but we also have, you know, we have heritage, we have CGC, we have Kyle's comics, Frank's comics, like a lot of these, all the pretty much, I mean, a good selection of the vendors that have been with us to the live sales this year. I mean, they're going to be there. Um, the Remy tour started off at Royal Collectibles in Queens. We're going to have Royal Collectibles there as well. So there's a long list, Nerdy Girl, like, you know, all the community members, as many. I, I'm trying to paint a really broad brush because the, the broader it is, the the more we can help out some children in need this holiday. And I just think it's, I mean, I love the IG community. I mean, that's, that's what our page is all about. So bringing everyone together like this is awesome. That is excellent. I am so happy to be a part of, uh, of this effort. I think we were in some great company, John. I know. I hear, I hear heavy hitters. I have a ROM number seven. <laughs> trust me i'm gonna i'm gonna be telling people the whole time um you know it's people are gonna have a chance to support a really good cause but i mean if it's a comic we all know what the fair market value is but i'm hoping people realize what that is but don't stop there because all of it's going to children so i'm just grateful for anything that people are putting up and I'm hoping the community comes out. And I think this is a, a great way for us all to prove how special this community is. So that's any, any surprises. You don't have to reveal what they are, but anything, you know, be surprises, gonna be there's going to be a few things uh, that I, I have a few things up my sleeve to keep things interesting and get all people right. engaged, but we'll be rolling that out. I'm still fine tuning a few concepts, but we're going to do some fun things. People are going to have a good time. Are you dressing up? <laughs> there, will be, there will be changes. For the oh, oh, there will be changes. Wow, John, I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> well, you know, I pay attention, and you know, I don't know if you've ever seen any of our sales, but I have been known to dress as Quasar now and again. And oh, I have, yeah, no. And I have another costume I've been saving for a special occasion, so this might be it. Join in on the fun, for sure. Costumes are welcome. So. It'll be great or disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Greatly disgusting, whichever you pick. <laughs> you never know. Somebody might want to auction off some article of clothing you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> One item per minute. <laughs> It's back. Well, tell everybody, remind everybody when and what time again. Yeah, so it's December 12th. That's next Saturday, and it's going to kick off about 2 o'clock. 
Pacific time, five o'clock Eastern time. And it's uh, on at elite underscore comics 11. And uh, that's where we're going to be starting up the live stream. And then we're going to be joined by several guests. So the stream's going to be on our page. So that's yeah. where you are. Man. And if you're not following us on Instagram and Facebook, please do so at Bronze and Modern Gods because we will be uh, reminding people several times throughout the week about this. And unless you got anything else, Ali, we want to thank you for coming by today. No, that's that's great. Thanks for having me. Richard, did you have something to say? No, I was just saying <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, oh, thank great. You, thank I'm excited. Yeah. Can't wait till next area. And again, thanks for jumping on board. I mean, the Bronze and Modern Guys, you guys were great. Long Island Comic Guys, they're also part of it. Both of your shows, everybody should be following both of you already. But if they're not, they definitely should. So. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks so much thank you we'll see you saturday special thank you to our friend ali that's our second time with him so he's our first returning guest is that correct Isn't that awesome i think so yeah that's awesome we will be there on december 12th we have a couple of surprises we're going to be auctioning off so make sure you join us we will remind you on our facebook and instagram if you're not following us it's right there at the very top of your screen on youtube Bronze and Modern Gods on Facebook and Instagram. I, you know what, Richard? I'm tapped. I don't have a segue. It's time for the 25-year rule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it's yeah, the end. You know, you can only go so, to the well so many times, you know. Right before Christmas break, <laughs> you, just, you just stop working and you pretend. That's kind of the, the thing I'm in now. Uh, this week, we should have done this one for Halloween. I don't know how I missed it. But it is Witchblade number one. Did you know that book is 25 years old? That's amazing. That's, uh, that is amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it makes me feel old. Every time we, we go over one of these books from 1995, I remember what I was doing <laughs> in 1995, and it makes me feel old. If you had a baby when Witchblade number one came out, <laughs> that baby would be graduated from college and back living with you. <laughs> <laughs> This is the book from Top Cow Production, Mark Silvestri, uh, Image Comics. This is the book that just launched artist Michael Turner into the stratosphere. He was around doing some minor stuff, but this is the one that made Mike Turner a superstar. God rest his soul. He died of bone cancer a few years ago. That was so sad. He was so talented. Uh, but Witchblade's where he got a start. And do you know that book ran for 117 issues? No, I know it ran for a long time. I wasn't aware it was that many issues. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, it even had a TV adaptation on TNT, which I think I remember seeing commercials for. I don't know if I ever watched it, but it was so popular. They canceled it after season two because the star, who shall remain nameless, had an alcoholism problem. So it was not canceled for low ratings. It was canceled because the star was just not able to perform anymore. And the book really is surprisingly affordable and i don't know if that's a good or bad thing it makes me sad because mike turner was so good but cgc you know there's no shortage there's 410 9.8s on the census that's, mm. that's a hefty number and the 90 day average for a 9.8 is just 115 dollars. do you remember when this were you were you still collecting when this book was on fire this was a hot book no i rem i was not collecting actively but i do remember seeing it on the newsstands yeah, it, and people loved it. I mean, it was part of that whole bad girl era, you know, with Lady Death and Wonder Woman wearing bike shorts and that whole thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, the bike shorts. Yeah. 
<laughs> you you guys with your hormones. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. But Witchblade number one, 25 years old this year. And we've only got three more weeks left until the 25-year rule moves into 1996. Lots of good stuff in 96 that we'll be covering as Richard nods. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have anything to add. <laughs> 96 will be a 26 years. Um, whatever. Underrated books of the week. Some cool ones. Richard, you, I like yours. You seem to have an obsession. I'll let you talk about it. Yeah, it's just an obsession. Uh, I just see so much potential. Uh, my, my pick this, this week is Spider-Gwen number zero from 2016. Spider-Gwen number zero has a very familiar cover, if you see it. If is you it picture Gwenum? No, it is. This is the cover for Spider-Gwen. Um, the cover originally was used for Edge of Spider-Verse number two. Um, it has the same color scheme for that book. It's the only real difference is it has got a giant number zero on the cover, indicating that it is um let's call it a, a, a prequel to the spider gwen number one okay so it, it recaps it's it's a reprint it recaps the information out of edge of spider-verse it adds some some other cool information to the book so it's more than just a plain old recap um but my reason for picking it is this book can still be bought new from midtown uh for they have it listed for $15 a copy, but not for long, <laughs> not for, long. Uh, for a number of sales. I bought a number of copies for $11 a copy uh, during their recent uh, holiday sale. So, and, and, and every now and then Midtown runs specials and, and you can get it for less, but no, we I, should mention we have nothing to do with Midtown. We are not sponsoring us. They're not giving us a discount on the side. We just like them. Just like them. They are a great resource. And you come across books that you're interested in and you're trying to find copies, hit up Midtown. You know, I have I have, an, I have a, a whole uh, cycle that I go through when I'm looking for something, you know, and when my curiosity is it raises its little perky ears. Uh, I have a whole series of sites that I go to and Midtown is one of them. And one of the things I like about Midtown's books is they are mint. They've basically been sitting in. Midtown's inventory since 2015, 2016, when this book came out, and you get them from from uh, their inventory, and they're mint. I mean, they're brand new books. They have not changed hands with anyone uh, previously. So, um, and they'll ship them to you, and you can you know do what what have you. The book itself is not is is still pretty pretty reasonable. Not only in in its in you know buying it at fifteen dollars a copy. Um, the GPA is only $58 on this, and the last sale was $69, so it's not an expensive book. Innuendo what, number three. <laughs> but what I see, you know, this we, we, we keep talking about the trickle-down effect as books start to get priced out of the reach of the average collector. And Edge of Spider-Verse is a good example of that. You know, it's now a $1,000 book. And not everyone's going to be willing to spend a thousand dollars on on the book for this Spider Gwen Zero. It looks exactly the same. It has the same content as that, plus extra stuff in it. Uh, I could see people, in, in, you know, starting to move their collector collector um, 
gaze towards these other books that are more reasonable to start with. It makes a great book to start a collection based on Spider-Gwen. And, you know, to me, it can only go up. I mean, the value of these things has a lot of potential. Potential. As soon as we see Spider-Gwen in the MCU, mm -hmm. uh, which it's almost definite, you know, when Miles comes, um, almost surely we're going to see Spider-Gwen at the same time. Um, the value of these books are going to start going up. So I skate towards the where, you know, where the puck is going to be. I always look at things that are not being approached today so that when they are assuming additional value, I've already got them in my collection and I am prepared. So this is one of those preparation things. I will say, though, there is one version of this book. There's a second print, which has got a blue baby blue background, and it does seem to have resonated with people because mm. the GPA average for it for 90 days is $290. And you can find it on eBay from anywhere from 80 to $300 for a raw, depending on what you're looking for. But uh, th that that is an exception to the rule in terms of being affordable. But I think it also points to the fact that this book has some potential in terms of increasing in value over time. Is that the very first Spider-Gwen solo book, Zero? You know, that's a good, that's really, a good question. Yeah, I don't know. count it as Spider-Verse because it's like an anthology almost, right? One story. But this, this might be the first solo Spider-Gwen. Hey, you guys know. You know where to hit us up. Tell yeah. us in the comments. But that's a good one. I'm going to – I'll go there now. Um, <laughs> Wolverine, number 145, the Nabisco variant cover is my underrated book of the week. <laughs> this what? Is I thought, you know, like Nobisco variant cover, is it going to have like a Keebler elf or something on it? No. What this was, was a variant that you could only get by collecting UPCs from various Nobisco products and then sending them in to get your Wolverine 145 Nobisco variant. It was only available by mail away. It has an amazing cover by Bill Sienkiewicz, and it's a tough black cover, which you know what that means, difficult and great. There are just 52 copies in 9.8, but 192 in 9.6. <laughs> a lot of frustrated people there. <laughs> like, darn it, no graders notes? Uh, and that's why I think, uh, you know, Wolverine book underrated. Yeah, I think this one with all this variant cover craze happening, this is one from years ago that has just completely slipped under the radar. The 90 day average on the GPA for this for a 9.8 is $1,875. I don't know if you're going to find a 9.8 for sale. I don't know if you're going to find this in the back issue bin at a shop or on a, sh on a wall at a show, but something to be aware of. And another. Yeah. Cool thing about this book and that I completely forgot was this was during the run where the book was written by Eric Larson. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah, I, I love it. I love I love books like this. You know, there are there are a limited number of them available. You had to jump through hoops to be able to get one to begin with. So immediately it's a small, small quantity available. And then you add into that the black cover and mm -hmm. the difficulty in getting it in a high grade. Uh, this definitely can be one of those books that sneaks up in, in terms of value. I think it's interesting because these mail away uh, premium books, they're either hot or cold because there's like the Charleston chew ones with venom that nobody gives a crap about. But then you have this one. I really think it's the cover that mm -hmm. makes this one super desirable because it's just a, it's it's almost like that 
other iconic Andy Kubert cover with Deadpool and Wolverine, where he's kind of like, you know, stabbing them through and it's right. all black and red. It's that kind of approach. So that is it for our underrated books of the week. And I think that's it for us this week. Uh, if you're not following us on bronze and modern gods at Instagram or Facebook, we beseech thee, please do so. Uh, if you're on YouTube and you haven't subscribed to us, please do that as well and hit like, we love you for that. Leave us some comments. It always helps with engagement. We want to reach more people and, uh, that is going to do it. And we will see you next time. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, John. Everybody stay safe.